AOL is still selling dial-up internet services. No. Yes. Every year. And in 2015, it was purchased by Verizon Wireless for $4.4 billion. It shut down the AIM, so the AOL Instant Messenger, which was in operation for 20 years in December 2017. But it still services as they do still sell internet. Mind-blowing. I wonder if they just keep it around just in case, like, let's say theoretically the apocalypse happens. Oh <laughs> Will AOL still work? And some guy's like, probably, I don't know. Plug so it into the phone and see. <laughs> just keep it around just in That's case. That's really why people keep their home phone lines. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love rewatching movies over and over again. And I love romantic comedies. Please don't judge me. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have You've Got, Got Mail, directed by Nora Ephron. She also did When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, Bewitched, Julie and Julia. She has an impressive resume. I like all of those movies. Yeah. So You've Got Mail is the story of uh, two competing bookstore owners. We have Kathleen Kelly, played by Meg Ryan. She owns the shop around the corner. It's a cute little children's bookstore her mom used to own. Kathleen, by the way, has a, uh, a little email uh, pen pal who she's never met before. But as we meet Kathleen Kelly, we discover her and this pen pal are becoming really fast friends. We also meet a guy named Joe Fox. He's played by Tom Hanks. Joe is part of the Fox Books family. Dun, dun, dun. It's kind of like a, like a chain, a, a franchise of bookstores of which they own. And he is opening a bookstore in New York City nearby the shop around the corner. Competing bookstore drama. Oh, no. <laughs> Joe also has an email pen pal. So Kathleen and Joe, they meet at a party together. She discovers this is the asshole trying to put me out of business. They have a, a terse interaction, we'll say. Um, and that's kind of how the movie continues on. Just a lot of um, animosity happening. Kathleen trying to keep her bookstore afloat. Joe launching hymns. Them both generally disliking each other. And then there comes a moment when the pen pals are supposed to meet at a cute little coffee shop. And Kathleen gets there earlier, and Joe gets there later. And oh my word, we realize that this person I have been corresponding with, perhaps even falling in love with, online through email, is in fact Kathleen Kelly, my arch nemesis. That's what Joe realizes. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and that's kind of the main conflict for the movie. These two people are in competing businesses. They're, in compl they're completely separate humans. But they have been falling in love through email. What are your thoughts? Um, what a nice movie. Unreal chemistry between the two of them. Yes. Like, oh my God. Chemistry you wouldn't expect. On paper, yeah. you look at two faces and you're like, Tom Hanks, Mike Ryan? <laughs> yeah. This works. But it does. <laughs> it does work. It really does. Um, yeah. What did you think about it? This movie is like a, a big old bowl of chicken noodle soup. I think it just it <laughs> what it makes my soul happy. Oh you know, yes, yeah. To watch like those it. books, yeah. Chicken. Oh wait, soup soup for the soul books. Something like that. Yeah, I was. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember what they're chicken called. Chicken noodle soup for the soul. I don't know. Because like some rom coms like are funny, and you're like, wow, that was such a funny one. Or some hit you in the feels, and you're like, wow, that was so emotionally satisfying. This one, the combination of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. 
um, it just it just warms me. They're liquid gold. They're at the end. I was just so pleased yeah. with how this movie ended. Um, and I I feel bad because we did talk about rom com duos maybe like four or five episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I completely wiped away the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan duo. I know. I think it's because I hadn't seen a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movie in a while. Well, it's been. 22 years since this (laughs) came out so i think uh, hopefully people will give us a pass but yeah oh man they are fucking perfect together uh so the old school dial-up sound oh my god so that talk about all that it's in the opening credits i remember that it brings back so many memories doesn't it make you cringe a little bit hearing it oh my god i'm like oh my god i remember (laughs) that sound i remember getting our first computer and how i'd be on the internet and my mom would yell downstairs for me to get off sarah get off the internet i need to use the phone (laughs) it just i think modern day kids now will have no realization that that occurred that we had to get off the internet plug the phone back in in order to use we the were phone. using a phone line <laughs> yeah you know what can I, can I go through all of the things technologically that are no longer relevant to this movie now yeah. that it's 2020 let's do it uh because it came out in 1998 yeah. so first off you said it i had uh they use aol they do i don't think aol exists anymore so i did some research <laughs> oh okay what, what have you found out about AOL? yes aol is still selling dial-up internet services no yes every oh. year and in 2015 it was purchased by verizon wireless for 4.4 billion dollars it shut down the aim so the aol instant messenger which was in operation for 20 years in December 2017, but it still services as a email like system, and th- they do still sell internet. Mind-blowing. Wow. Right? I wonder if they just keep it around just in case, like, let's say theoretically the apocalypse happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will AOL still work? And some guy's <laughs> like, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Plug so it into the phone and <laughs> see. <laughs> Let's just keep it around just in That's case. That's really why people keep their home phone lines, little boxes <laughs> in their house. They don't get rid of those. Well, because a phone line, like, wait, oh my God, I'm going to sound so stupid right now. <laughs> so stupid. I can't wait. Such a Tell me. I was about to say, I think if you lose your power, you can still use a home phone. But I think that's wrong. No, I think it's wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, that's that's only if the phone lines go dead. So, yes, if the power goes off, you can still use your phone. But if the power goes off and your phone lines, yes, technically your question isn't as dumb, I think, as maybe I'm wrong. No, it, it is dumb in the context that um, our Wi-Fi literally has a battery pack in it that lasts for four hours. So, in the event that the power goes out, I'm going to be watching netflix <laughs> for an extra four hours for an extra four hours <laughs> yeah. the thought that like oh the power's out Where, where's the home phone guys <laughs> gotta hook that thing back up i genuinely don't know where a phone plug is in our house okay we do have them where um off the top of your head do you know where yeah there's one in our bedroom what yeah and there's where one, i sleep there's one in the kitchen yeah, Continue. way off Continuing topic. On. Okay, so things that technologically are no longer relevant. Yeah. AOL, obviously. Uh, Kathleen's boyfriend, Frank Navasky, yeah. played by uh, Greg Kinnear. Great side character actor. Totally. He's a great actor. He, he's a great actor. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys who I'm like, wow, I know so many things you're in. No idea what his name is. It's Greg Kinnear, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just know like, oh, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, off the top, he's complaining about technology, and he tells this story of a business in Ohio or somewhere 
that got like no work done because he said employees were playing solitaire on their computers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, honey. Oh, Frank, sweetheart. <laughs> like he must have lost his mind when Angry Birds came out because oh, that's great game. Like mobile games is mostly what I do at work. I'm gonna yeah, honest, I love guys. that game. Uh, Kathleen and Joe met in a chat room. Yes. Do those still exist? I don't know. Like, I mean, okay, so if AOL dismantled their instant messenger, yeah, I feel like I don't think chat rooms exist. Like anymore. are chat rooms just Reddit, or like like there is no a- that's people trolling p- other people. Yes. There is Omegle, which is like you're gonna. It's kind of like a chat roulette thing, and like oh my mostly, God, chat roulette. mostly oh you're my gonna God. see an hour of penises before oh you see an actual God. female. And even when you see a female, normally it's a guy dressed up as a female to f- <laughs> with other dudes. I'm not even kidding. So chat like that's just not a thing. Maybe it's more comparable to meeting somebody on Tinder, perhaps. Um, there's even a moment in this movie where somebody orders a grande caramel macchiato with skim milk. Comes out to two dollars and ninety five cents. That is mind boggling. Get f-ed. what? Yeah, two ninety five. Oh man! And then there's that moment at the end where uh, Joe and Kathleen are friends, and they're oh, talking yes. about uh, they're like hanging out at the park, and he's like, "Hey, you uh, you want to go for lunch on Sunday?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he points at a restaurant <laughs> across the street, and he's like, "Why don't we meet there at noon?" And she's like, "Yeah, sounds good." That moment blew my mind because <laughs> who makes plans for like five days in advance in person when you're already seeing that? Like you, you text them. You did that in 1998. You, you That's yeah. what you did in 98. Or you called your friend's parents' houses to make plans days in advance. Oh, oh yeah, days in you advance. always Absolutely. did it days in advance. Or it, it reminds me of like uh, when I was in school and like before I got on my school bus, I would talk to my friends and be like, hey, like we're... Oh, we're meeting at Ben's house. Okay, like I'll go over with my bike. And then like you go home. and then, But like you made plans in advance yeah. because how can I possibly contact you? Did people have better <laughs> memories back then because of that? A hundred percent they did. Because <laughs> now you don't oh have to remember because all you have to do is look in your text messages and be like, oh yeah, okay, we said like n- this Saturday at like 1 p.m. The fact that Same. we were like two Sundays from now, let's uh, let's go get a bite to eat, you know? And people just remembered that shit. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. No. They were corresponding via email, and then there's one moment where she's sitting at the computer, and he starts instant messaging <laughs> her, and she's like, oh my god! Like, she was what so shocked this? that she's instantly getting a message from him. <laughs> Like that is life. That's They're that's on all the time at now. At the same time. <laughs> wow. So first thing I think I said to you when the movie started, um, and the first few scenes happened, I was like, um, is this not considered emotionally cheating on your significant oh, other by chatting question. by email or like however like especially when they met in a chat room? Like, what is that now considered? That's so tough because because you're right. I think back then having like a, a cute email pen pal was like adorable, but it's very clear based on this situation is that they were falling in love with each other. Yeah. You know? And like and I think Kathleen even asks her coworkers, like, is it infidelity if you're involved with somebody over the internet? That's yes. how, that's how new the internet was. <laughs> they didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> right. They had no concept of like, it. What? Of course it's cheating. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if something happened nowadays, like if that happened, be like, oh yeah, that is a form of like emotional cheating. Well, if that happens nowadays, you're you're usually pretty firm up front about like, hey, like, thanks for the chat. Bye. You yeah, know, bye. something you, you keep it pretty short and sweet or else it gets awkward. I have to talk about Joe Fox's brother and his aunt um oh what? yeah i forgot about so that. here i am thinking okay this is crazy <laughs> how young his siblings are and then hold the phone 
the They're one not his siblings, yeah. is his sibling, his little brother, his very, very, very little brother. He's like seven. And then, oh, wait, the other left field is his aunt. Because his grandfather had a very young daughter. Wow. Yeah. And I love how in this movie they don't really. Um, like, they acknowledge that it's weird, but they're never, like, very clear on that. It's yeah. almost adorable at the beginning when he's explaining it to Kathleen Kelly. Yeah, and then, as, like I said, I'm, like, sitting there and I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like, it's almost what? a joke. And then you're it like, no, is this a, is very creepy. Be a joke. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh, my God, well, this is happening. And then the fact that uh, Joe Fox stepmom is definitely trying to bang him the whole right? movie yeah yes well they, yeah until she runs away with the nanny that's right that's <laughs> right yes <laughs> okay um, so i think it was the thanksgiving party the caviar that joe fox takes from uh, the plate he doesn't even take the actual salad or dip or whatever it is he just takes the very expensive caviar kathleen totally calls him out and says that caviar is a garnish so little tidbit on the side, the director, Nora Ephron, said she always wanted to use the word garnish in a movie because she thought it was funny. So she told Meg she Ryan to use the word when they were doing this scene. She just likes the word garnish. I guess so. She always wanted to throw it into one of her movies. Th I like that. I know. It's pretty cool. That's funny. Okay. Okay. So have you ever only taken a specific food off of a plate during like a buffet style meal or like when appetizers are out on the table or whatever and like people are kind of walking around grabbing food? And you know what? I'll, I'll leave it for a little bit though. Okay. But like if there's been a charcuterie <laughs> board available to you in your presence <laughs> for more than 30 minutes and there's still prosciutto left on it. Oh yeah. You're I'm going to crush that. that prosciutto. Yeah. Like you, you all have had an opportunity to have your prosciutto. <laughs> And th if there's still, like, honest to God, if there's still, like, six or seven slices, I'll just, like, go into another room and crush them all. Oh, my God. So when it gets brought in back into the kitchen, let's say, or whatever, you'll, yeah, you'll just crush it. or I just, I, there's, like, a timer in my head. Like, okay, 9.30, board goes out. I have, like, let's say 10.30, if there's still prosciutto, I'm going to muck all that. I'm going to crush <laughs> it. Okay? Okay. So I also have, um, I am notorious um, for... So you know when people put out like the party mix chip bag? Oh no, you're not one of those. That's worse. So I only That's so much I worse. I really really like the Cheetos. Do you only <laughs> eat the Cheetos? <laughs> so I eat all of those and I leave the rest. I think objectively <laughs> that's worse. Cuz like that's a mixture that's supposed to all be together. I know that they're supposed to be all good together to like put in yeah, your mouth. Yeah, you can just grab a handful. I, you know what? I get mad at people like you because well, I'll reach my hand in and I'll be like, and there's no Cheetos eating left. all the, yeah, you're like, okay, okay, question. You know <laughs> yeah. how you can get popcorn and there'll be uh, cheese and caramel? Yes. I eat one of each and put them both in my mouth at oh, once. Okay, good. Yeah. Wow, that's very. Well, they're tasty together. While Joe and Kathleen are emailing back and forth, Kathleen confides in him and says that somebody is going to close her business and what should she do? So Joe Fox says, well... It's not personal. It's business. <laughs> and that she has to go to the mattresses. Right. Okay. So um, while watching this movie, I was like, what the heck does going to the mattresses mean? I had no idea. Did you? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> so um, I've and never... And no, I haven't watched The Godfather. Okay, me neither. Okay. All right. Uh, We're a rom-com podcast. I know. I'm I know. Sorry. I've never seen The Godfather. And I feel like I should now just for that 
quote <laughs> or or the fact that i f- think that like most people have seen the godfather yes the godfather is a classic yeah. the godfather scarface sure yeah i've never seen it but i had no idea but i did really like that scene when she's like tr- pretending to punch and like get ready to go yeah yeah i like she's that. adorable she's, <laughs> yeah you she just want to put her in your pocket so there's a moment where someone says I do you remember who says it i think it's frank navasky yeah yeah where he says something like people buy leather jackets in foreign countries for much more than they're worth People do crazy things when in foreign countries. I can't remember the context for what why he said this. Oh, I don't remember. It, it just struck me because um, have you ever uh, purchased something stupid in a foreign country? Okay, well, it's not stupid. Buying a leather jacket in a foreign country is cool. Okay, I have. Yeah, so have and I. And I think that's stupid. Why? Because I don't think mine's real leather. Well, I, <laughs> like, think, it I, I think, think it is. I don't think it is. I did some research on like how you can tell if a leather jacket is real, and I don't think it is. I think your leather jacket is real. I think I got shammed. Then I looked up Yelp reviews on the place I purchased it from. Doesn't look good. Really? Yeah, seriously. Kathleen and her boyfriend Frank have the most amicable breakup in the history of rom-com breakups. Yes, yeah, very, very good. They were both kind of like, I don't love you. And he's like, I don't love you either. And it's like, oh, thank God, because I thought you did. <laughs> Top three easiest uh, breakups in a rom-com? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else would be up there. It's pretty good. Yeah, so amical breakups for you? Yeah, I feel like in college, there were a lot of breakups that were just like, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but like, we were just doing this for the sex, right? And they're like, yeah. So like, if you don't want to <laughs> keep doing this, it's like, yeah, I'd like to explore some different options if if you want to as well. And they're like, yeah, you know, I, I feel like college was a time of very easy breakups. Do you want to move on to quick facts? Yes, let's do some quick facts. Okay. Meg Ryan was 36 and Tom Hanks was 41 when this movie was filmed. I actually get that for both of them. Okay, so I thought they were a little younger. I'll be honest. I thought He's they were a little a bit younger. They're, they're, they're both business owners in New York City. Yeah, but Tom Hanks is... Dad and grandfather are, I mean, they can still be alive, but, like, they're old. They are old. They're old. Yes. Um, Meg Ryan didn't own a computer before doing this movie. No, shut up. Yes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't that mind-blowing? Oh, my God. Yeah, the um, the movie actually gave her a computer. So when she w- when he started instant messaging her and it, they just started popping up, that was that probably was, genuine. That was her she real was like, reaction. Oh, my God. Oh my god, what is instant messenger? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let that sink in. Uh, So the movie was actually based on a 1936 Hungarian play called Parfumerie. Um, Wow. Yes. That was great pronunciation. So it's about two bickering co-workers at a Budapest gift shop who don't realize that they're pen pals. Oh, that's adorable. Yes. And it actually also has been adapted for the screen twice before you've got mail. Once as The Shop Around the Corner in 1940, starring James Stewart, and then again as a musical in The Good Old Summertime in 1949, starring Judy Garland. Okay, so what's the next reiteration of this then? Flying to space. You've been, no, it's got to be like, um, you've been trolled you've on been YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it would be like people like commenting on YouTube and just like oh, hating each other, right? Yes. And then realizing like, oh my God. Yeah. That's Stephanie. Yeah, I'll <laughs> shut down your YouTube channel. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> something like that. People people on a Reddit thread yeah. just like Yeah, what yeah, would be falling it? in love. That'd be interesting. Um producers originally asked Barnes and Noble if they could make uh one of their stores into a, the Fox and Sons book location. Right. Um but they said no. So 
for the film, they actually ended up using a recently closed Barney's on 7th Ave and West 17th Street in Chelsea. They made Fox books look so realistic uh, that when they were filming and kind of when the cameras weren't rolling and people weren't, you know, around the act, like actresses and actors weren't around, people actually would walk by and ask when it was opening. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yo, why, why even? <laughs> you got free extras for your yeah, movie. Seriously. Just send them in there and start filming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's open now. Go ahead. Yeah, head on in there. Just if you see Tom Hanks in there, don't don't. He doesn't have any lines today, so don't talk to him. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then I love when you first walked into the Fox uh, and Sons bookstores. There's that movie. Are you really your mother? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yes, that is hilarious. <laughs> What a book to place on, like, so that it goes in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) So Kathleen's Bookstore um, is not actually a bookstore in real life. It is a cheese and antique shop. They sent the owners of the cheese and antique shop on vacation while they were filming. No. (laughs) Yeah. What a weird... Wow. Yeah. And to prep for the role, Meg Ryan worked in a real bookstore with her co-star, Heather Burns, who plays Christina... Um, who plays in the movie an employee of Meg Ryan. Who has some of the best lines. Keep going. Who has some of the best lines. Yeah, so for a a week, they both worked at Books of Wonder, which is a children's bookstore. Can I make a comment about Heather Burns? Yeah. She would be wild in bed. Oh, my God. Because she makes a comment about... um, (laughs) Yeah. They have a chat about online sex, and she's like, you guys haven't had online sex yet? She was doing online sex in 1998, guys. What is she doing now? I don't know. Yeah. She's probably got like an OnlyFans page or something. She's, <laughs> oh my God. She's out there. Watch out for her. Um, so I didn't catch this in the movie. Um, so keep your eyes peeled when you watch it. But the director mentions that in the movie, the passage of time was made clear in the background. So I had to go back and, and look at this. There is an extra who's playing the florist in the beginning of the movie. She's pregnant. And it's made clear... Later on in the movie, when Meg is buying flowers, that there's a sign in the window saying it's a girl. Oh, wow. What what a thing to put in right? there. Right? Totally. Like, I mean, in my opinion, snuck that in there because I had absolutely no idea. I was doing my research and then I saw that and I actually went back and I watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> um, so Tom Hanks was allowed to uh, like ad lib or kind of go off script in the movie. So in the scene where Joe is in Kathleen's bookstore and is carrying the balloons and a goldfish, he accidentally slams the balloons in the door. Tom Hanks comes up with the line, good thing it wasn't the fish. (laughs) (laughs) That was just ad lib. That's fun. (laughs) It was, yeah. Man, I love Tom Hanks. I know, me too. So Meg Ryan and Heather Burns also ad lib in the scene when the bookstore employees are talking about the positives of online dating and cyber sex. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so that was all ad libbed by Heather Burns. She probably did it. (laughs) Wow. Um, So Heather Burns, Christina, was against Hanks and Ryan getting together in the end. She was mad because she ends up with the guy who's putting her out of business, and she didn't think that that was a good way to end the movie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're also, like, on screen for, like, ten minutes, Heather. (laughs) Get out of here. I kind of agree with that. Oh, like a tiny Me too, me too, because after the store closes, um, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) she's okay with it. Like, she just kind of moves on and then becomes yeah. friends with Joe Fox. I mean, it, that's great. But in reality, like, you know that he's the one who forced you to close. Okay. Best scenes. What was your best scene? Well, you already kind of uh, kind of touched on it a little bit. Okay. 
the whole coffee shop scene. Okay, mm, yeah. Where Joe Fox, well, really, Dave Chappelle's character, what was his name again? Kevin. Where Kevin looks through the glass and realizes, oh my God, this guy is falling in love with Kathleen Kelly, who he hates. And there's Joe Fox's recognition. Oh my God, it's Kathleen Kelly. I need to leave. But then he pulls the ballsiest move to actually approach her. Like, I don't think Tom Hanks is at all attractive. <laughs> okay. The, like, the, this movie really hammered home for me. Like, the this dude is starring in a rom-com? Really? Like, I don't <laughs> think that would fly in 2020 just because he's not... He's not that attractive. Is that is that bad to say? Are people going to hate me for saying Tom Hanks is not that good looking? I mean, I don't think he's that good looking. But the charisma this dude has. Yes. Yeah. Like, the is confidence. anyone? Yeah. Is anyone sitting here? Uh, yes, there is going to be. Well, nobody's here now, so I'm just going to sit down. And then, uh, and then when she's mean to him, I think the way it was set up, she couldn't just la di da all of a sudden fall for him. You know, I think we needed a moment that showed. Maybe he's got a little bit of heart. Maybe he's a little bit emotional. He's human. Yes. Yeah. And that maybe they're more similar than they both think and than we think. Uh, I thought the writing of that conversation mm-hmm. worked really, really well. How Joe would kind of poke and prod her. But it was more like... Um, it was really good. It the wasn't mean was really good. at yeah. that point. It was kind of like inquisitive. He was almost like, oh, like, wow, this is who I've been chatting with so i think he like he was kind of like playing around with her a little bit but not like not in a rude way right and then i just love after that scene where all the women are chatting about why this mystery guy from the internet didn't show up for a date and a few people like somebody was like oh like some people got hit by by a subway last night like maybe that happened to him and they're like maybe maybe they caught the strangler last night maybe he's the the fucking the rooftop killer the rooftop killer that's right they're like perhaps it was him and i'm doing a throwback to one of our first episodes they couldn't just say maybe he's just not that into you yeah well i think they all said oh he stood you up and kathleen kelly made every single excuse in the book but they helped her with it though they did they did they facilitated it including saying that he was a serial killer that's right because it made her feel better that's right (laughs) It's New York City. There's like 10 billion people here, but like clearly that guy was the rooftop killer. Yeah. But I just liked how that scene kind of kind of set us up for them falling in love later. I thought it laid the groundwork. My best scene was um, when they've kind of become friends. So um, they're going on all these like pretty much mini dates yeah. or, or they're dating, but they don't see it that way at all and they're just doing a lot of things together and i think it's just really cute and then it ultimately ends up um with the end where kathleen finds out that it's joe fox who was email who was her emailing pen pal and it's just so so cute when they're standing on the bridge and i love when she said i wanted it to be you so badly one of us needed to mention that oh line. my god i just like it's so flippin' adorable i just and and it's, I think in that moment, like one th- big thing I forgot was how they really don't know who each other are for the entire movie. And like they get to know each other as rivals and then they develop into that friendship. And then once her store close, you know, once her store closes. But really, I forgot that they only find out who each other are. I mean, Joe kind of knows halfway through, but they only find out that they love each other at the very end of the movie. And I just like, oh, my God, it's so cute. 
it's got to be up there with one of the best uh, rom-com movie lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted it to be you so badly. Oh, you had me God. at hello. So You should have wore a different dress. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's so cute. It's one of the iconic lines. Yeah, and that that's back to the whole, like, like my heart just got so warm. Yes. It was like I was eating some chicken noodle soup, okay? <laughs> oh, it was it just, adorable. Yeah, it just made me so happy. Yeah, so that's my favorite scene. Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I have two. Frank Navasky for the most amicable breakup in rom-com. And my second one is the dial-up internet in 1998. <laughs> Just the sound or the internet in general? The entire internet mm. in 1998. Ideally, that sound, but the whole thing. Like even just the concept <laughs> of like you've got mail, and it's like I I just get a notification <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> like, yeah. You get that little red thing yeah. saying that you have like thirteen thousand emails. Oh yeah, I do have a lot. Yeah, I try to go through mine. That bugs me. How many do you have? I have I head? have no unread emails. What? Yeah, no, you should not have any unread emails. That drives me crazy. Do you know how many are on my phone? I don't want to know how many. Okay, tell me. Tell so me. I've got I've got two emails here. There's one in the bottom right. That's my work email. Oh my god, eighteen thousand. Stop <laughs> it. Oh my god, you're that type of person. And no. then on a separate email, there's four thousand one hundred and twenty-three. What? Yeah. Why? That would drive me. That would drives me crazy when there's like a little red thing on my phone telling me that I have something that's like unread or needs actioned. Yeah. I've got 18,000 oh of them. God, I Don't can't tell my boss. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, honorable mentions for you. Yeah, my honorable mention is all the uh, future uh, healthcare professionals working away at their, I'm assuming, minimum wage, part time jobs in this movie. We meet. Oh my God, two healthcare professionals. I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you're having a hard time following with me, if you are a Grey's Anatomy fan. Yep. Sarah was talking about that uh, grocery store scene. Mm -hmm. Dr. Torres, a.k.a. Sarah Ramirez, is the cashier in that grocery store scene. Rose. Rose, that's right. Who, Tom Hanks, uh, Joe Fox, ends up uh, just charming into into using credit (laughs) Credit credit out of her machine. And then from the Mindy Project, we have Mm. Dr. Danny Castellano, a.k.a. Chris Messina. He is working at... Fox Books when Kathleen Kelly uh, visits there kind of after realizing that her business will most likely be folding. I think somebody's asking him about a, a children's book. Yeah. The and he's shoes, like, I, I, I have no idea what that is. And then yeah. she, she's like, really oh, it's that. You did a really good impression. That's my Christmas scene. Yeah, yeah. That's my Danny Castellano. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. So those are my honorable mentions. Okay. There was one more though. You got to talk about Heather Burns who plays Christina in the movie. She goes on to play Cheryl Fraser, Miss Rhode Island, in Miss Congeniality. Congeniality. Everyone can remember her. Well, at least everybody knows the meme of like, what's your favorite (laughs) date? Oh, my favorite date is April something because it's not too cold. It's not too hot. All you need is a light jacket. (laughs) That's the meme. I don't know the actual date though. Shit, I thought it was sometime in April. I said April 3rd. Yeah. It's April 25th. Yeah. Oh, I was so So close. close. You got the month right. Damn. Oh, I'm so angry at myself. Get it together, Devin. Come on. What should have beens? I've got two. Oh, okay. So the two people who, I mean, Frank Navasky obviously has that amicable breakup (laughs) with uh, Sarah's laughing because she's taken 20 (laughs) takes 
trying to say amicable. like you put amicable in your in your notes a like bunch, three times bunch. and yeah, every can, time it comes up but you I have can a problem. say it amicable 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 but for some reason when i string it together in a sentence i you know can't what? say it at the end of this podcast it's just going to be a string of sarah trying to say amicable <laughs> i'm editing it out but i'm going to put it at the oh end God. so you can hear what we're talking about you're welcome in advance but frank navasky has a uh, he breaks up with kathleen kelly Amicably. We, th- we think that he uh, kind of has somebody else waiting in the weeds. Yeah. A talk show host, which he doesn't interview, and basically they're yeah. swooning at each other. I, I don't think that's going to work out. So, no, so I don't think so. him and Patricia Eden are the two main people who don't necessarily end up with somebody. And they could end up together. They could end up together. Yes. But okay, so here's my thinking Frank Navasky is very vain. Specifically yeah. about his writing, he thinks he's kind of a big deal. Oh yeah, definitely. I think he needs to be praised. I think he also needs to be smarter, or at least think that he's smarter than the person he's with, if all that makes sense. I'm thinking an older share from Clueless. Okay, would work with him. Yeah, she, definitely older. Oh, like, oh yeah, can't, she's yeah. in high school in that movie. <laughs> but like, she yeah. cares a lot about status. She has a lot of money to support his writing career. Right? Ooh, ooh, she's gonna point. praise him. Uh, he'll feel accomplished. And I think he'll feel like the superior one in the relationship, but I don't think Cher is that dumb. And I think yeah. she'll realize that and she'll be able to manipulate him. <laughs> but like in a good way, it'll be a a not so healthy good relationship. Oh I my think. god, a not so healthy good relationship. Okay, that's my prediction for Frank Navasky. Okay, our other one is Patricia Eden, yes. played by Parker Posey. And mm-hmm. shout out to Parker Posey who plays uh, Joe Fox's girlfriend. She also, as an actress, she has a knack for playing um, just, like, vaguely undesirable characters. You know? <laughs> Is that mean to say? Like, she she does so many movies where I'm like, I don't know if you're the bad guy, but I know that mm. I'm not supposed to like you. Right. You know, in Scream, it's like, okay, like, I, I know you're going to be annoying, and I know I'm going to want you to die, and you're probably not going to die. <laughs> Lost in Space, literally first moment oh. on screen, you're like, nah, I feel like you're the bad guy here. She, well, yeah, like, I don't think she's necessarily the bad guy in that movie, but, like, kind of, and I'm like, I don't like you. Vaguely undesirable, let's say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who is one person we know that has an inexplicable love for vaguely undesirable things. I don't know. Rubius Hagrid. Oh my god. <laughs> from Hogwarts. No. Yeah, but he's he has such a pure beautiful heart. He sees the good in everything. Yeah, but I think even she's disgusting monsters. Too manipulative. I don't oh. know. In this movie, she might not be too manipulative. Are oh, you okay, feeling okay, for Hagrid okay, right now? You're okay. like worried for him well, that I set love, him up with somebody bad. I love, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> like a little bit. I'm like, no, I love Hagrid. But you see the thought process. Like she's just kind of like, I ah, guess I don't maybe, really like you. maybe sh- he would make her into a good person. Like that's a hard maybe. No, I, I don't think he needs to make her into a good person. She is what he is. He's just going to love her for who she is. As long as she loves him. Because that's what Hagrid does. He sees <sighs> things that are kind of gross, and he's like, I'm going <laughs> to love that thing. That's I what Hagrid does. I don't know. You're a wizard, Ari. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Thirst factor. Well, why don't you go first with your Tom Hanks? Because I have a theory about Tom Hanks. Okay. I have him as a six. Okay. Okay. All right. Because you know what? He's got an awesome personality. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like, great actor. 
um, really good with Meg Ryan, like watching the movie, like his confidence and his personality and that kind of thing, like definitely bump him up. But I mean, his looks, I don't know. I've got a theory that Tom Hanks is a very less attractive Ryan Gosling. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Because watching this movie, okay. I mm-hmm. was struck by how many times I thought that, how I'm like, this dude isn't that good looking. But it still works just because his charisma and especially his confidence, like the way he charms Dr. Torres. What was her name again? Rose? Rose. Mm-hmm. It, like, I believed it. I believed that Tom Hanks could charm her just because his charisma is off the charts. Yeah, that's a good point. So I would agree with a six. Okay. Like, let's say, let's say a four for looks, nine for charisma. Okay, yeah. Yep. And then that evens out to about a six. I'm, yeah, six. I, I'm even... on board with the six. Okay, okay. Meg Ryan. Eight. Yeah. Wow, I had her as an eight too. Oh, we're on par. We are on par. Cool, cool. She's, she's not like, oh my God, I got to rip your clothes off, but she's just very pretty. Yeah. She's she's stunning. The The 90s haircut was in full Oh my swearing, God, but... was it ever? <laughs> and now rewatchability. 9.5. I mean, did I give a perfect score already? I gave Crazy Stupid Love a perfect you score. You did. Oh, man. Like, I feel like that that's right up there. That, like, this movie's right up there. Yeah, I'll give this one a nine. Okay. Yeah. Not I'm quite a Crazy either. Stupid Love, but it's pretty good. If you're... You know what? Why don't we try this out? If anybody wants to eat a bowl of chicken noodle soup while they watch this, I think your brain <laughs> might explode. Because it's like your soul's getting it and your body's getting it. All the, <laughs> All the goodness. All the goodness. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on Spotify if that's where you're listening to us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. Uh, you can always chime in and let us know uh, what we should be watching next if you have a suggestion. This has been the Romcom Rewind podcast of You've Got Mail. Thanks for listening. Kathleen and her boyfriend, Frank Navasky, so we've kind of gone over his character. Um, they have the most amical breakup. They have the most amical bur- amicable. They have the most amical. <laughs> they have the most amicable breakup in the history of breakups. You have to read it. I know. Kathleen and her boyfriend Frank. Have the most amicable. <laughs> amicable. Did you get it that time? Yes. Oh, now you got to restart it, anyways. <laughs> I have two. Frank Navasky yeah. for the most amicable break. I would say that word with <laughs> <a> night. <laughs> <laughs>